0: Thank you so much for listening to DNVR Biz. For the 95% of you that are listening to this through a mobile device, I would really appreciate it if you opened up that app right now and gave this a five-star review. It's the only way for this podcast to become more visible and reach more people. Thanks again. Welcome to DNVR Biz. I'm your host, Brandon Spano. We've got a really amazing podcast for you today. Eric Wiedem joins me and... Eric, uh, you know him as D-Line. He created the DNVR branding. He creates the design for every single shirt that we've ever launched. Uh, He designed the entire bar, all of the windows, our logos, uh, everything. I mean, a lot of the graphics that you see come from an initial template design that Eric creates. And then our other designers uh, go in and, and create graphics inside of those templates and inside of those looks. He is the, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest brand man in in America. I trust my baby with him since the moment I've met him. I've essentially trusted everything he's told me, and let me and and, and let him rather create this the look of the entire business that I run. And as we've grown and became more dynamic he's had a, a voice and an input on all of it so uh, incredibly important to this business and incredibly important to me he's a really good friend of mine this is a guy who's going to be you know one of the groomsmen at my wedding like this guy is a great friend and an incredible brand guy and an incredible human and uh, he's just uh, like super super special so super stoked to have eric on you'll hear his story and Learn a lot about how we created uh, this company together. Book is Skin in the Game. The quote today, those who do should talk and those who talk should do. Man, what a great quote, right? Super basic, but really, really good. Let's go to the stock market. Uh, The market is doing a lot better today than it did yesterday. And the stock of the day is going to be Penn. Penn had a tough time over the last week or so after really having a, a kind of a high point that it hit, I would say, I don't know, at the beginning of the month. And it's back up. It's almost at a record high right now. It's just under $38. It's up almost 15%. And it's past DraftKings. DraftKings is at thirty six oh eight right now. Pin is at thirty seven sixty. So both of these are are up. DraftKings itself is up five percent. So the sports betting is is moving. Pin's really volatile, as as Ryan Konigsberg and me talked about this morning. But right now it's it's way up, and uh, it's the highest on my watch list. Bitcoin is at. 11,280.44. 11,280.44 This is I think the biggest my portfolio has ever looked and I won't share that total but Bitcoin is is up way up right now looking really good and yes if you're wondering man were you part of that were you in big on Bitcoin when it hit 18k in 2015 no I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't in I wasn't in the way I'm in now at that point so Let's go to the interview with Eric Weedham, aka D Line. Yes you can. Can I kick it? 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 Yes you can. While well, I'm gone. Oh, can I kick it go. to all the people who can press like a? Thanks for jumping on finally. You know, I'm, I can
1: only dodge you for so long. Only you son you of for a so bitch.
0: <laughs> oh, man, this is, a nice, uh, this is a nice setup here. This is the this is, studio arms have been installed. We're sitting here in the lounge very set. Very
1: comfortable, very comfortable. I have to say also we're... Uh, I'm fresh off of uh, member beer. So if you want to get real, let's get real, man.
0: Uh,
1: What is it? Wednesday at three right now? I would say it's like after, or it's in the middle of the Rockies game and after the Avs game.
0: (laughs) We don't actually go by time, we go by sporting events now. That's
1: what Guy put in the Slack the other day. He's like, there's no weekends, they're just game days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's totally true. So let's take this thing way back and let's talk about D-Line because that's, that's how people know you. Yeah. That's, that's at least what people know you as. And we'll get to DNVR and we'll go to BSN and DNVR and, and the whole thing. But let's start at D-Line. You and Blaze Hunter are creating dumb shirts yep. and selling them at Mile High Stadium, right? Walk us through it. So
1: D-Line started was just me. Like I, uh, I mean, I have no business knowing you. I have no business knowing Adam. I I have no business knowing any of you, but I just am a rabid sports fan for reasons that I can't even like quite explain. Like it really doesn't make sense when I talk to people that are not in the sports world, why I like sports so much, but I do. And so it occupies a lot of my thoughts and I, by trade, I'm an artist, like I'm a designer and an illustrator. So, you know, like I would just draw, like when the nuggets went to the playoffs, gosh, how many years ago now, the last time, 2013, I guess, and we had Manimal on the team, we had Wilson Chandler on the team, like, I just got it in my head that I wanted to make t-shirts to, like, sell outside of the stadium, and so I just, like, I knew a guy that whose brother owned a print shop, and... So he kind of introduced me to the idea because he was in a band. So like he was like really well versed in making band T-shirts, right? <laughs> so we would just talk about it. All I
0: the time. love you. I love this. <laughs> and- I was just telling Michaela yesterday that I, I you know, uh, I was just talking about media, old new, old media, new media, what we do here, and I said think of this as like a record label yeah and like i have all of these artists and all i'm doing is just trying to create a world where they can make the dopest music possible and like i think of it like that anyway so 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 i i love the start of this (laughs) go ahead go ahead
1: well so so i made you know like i drew a uh i drew a picture of wilson chandler because he's like was like the coolest looking athlete in denver at the time you get a Tattoo of a baby on his neck. <laughs> just a cool-looking guy. So I, I just drew a picture of him. I drew a picture of... Uh, Dumb tattoo. Love it. Drew a picture of uh, Kenneth Fareed, the manimal. Did a picture... Uh, did a, 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 a design of uh, of a weed-smoking basketball. <laughs> Made it the Denver Nugs, just for the play on words. And then I just had him printed, and I don't know. It was like... What about Vaughn is dope? Vaughn is dope came later. Okay. Vaughn is dope came later, so... But it started with that and I sold some and it was cool, I sold them online, like but it's like I've always worked with designers. I've always worked in the world of design and like it's a rarity to find designers that are into sports. Like designers don't for the most part like sports. They're like it's funny too, like a lot of times you'll see designs that were done by designers that have no Goddamn clue what it is that they're making in the world of sports. Like, they'll just be like egregious errors, you know, where it's like, here you go, here's your sports ball thing. And so it was always weird for me to, you know, like, to. I just, I felt like I had to be a closeted sports fan all, all my life. And so that was my like real, like, coming out party was just making these shirts and, you know, sold some. It was cool. Started to see them around just a little bit. Like, people were kind of hitting me up about it. So it was cool. And then, you know from that point like then I just you know was working at one job then I went and worked at another job and all along like I still was just kind of doing this as a hobby using the Twitter handle just to complain about sports and like live tweet about sports and I mean I didn't have any sense about building a following or you know like really what it was going to or what it was leading to I just enjoyed it so then you know like as then different seasons came up it's like oh cool we should make a bronco shirt so i made this was like right i made a shirt with where i drew a caricature of von miller and it was I, underneath it had the title crush for orange crush and then like right before we went to press von got popped for <laughs> like he got suspended for substance abuse so then i just on the fly just turned the headline or the the title of the shirt to von is dope <laughs> With to get the double meeting, and um, I printed them and then, like, you know, did that thing, like, as a recording artist, (laughs) uh, where I would go and sell it out of the back of my trunk basically, which is just going to outside Mile High, which is hilarious. They like cracked down on that. We would, like, we would go and at at first it was still just me. Like, I'm trying to remember when Blaze got involved, like, it was right around the beginning, but at at first it was just me, and like, Blaze. Like I would at at the office, I would be, you know, showing the shirts around and people were interested. And he like came to me. He's like, hey, man, I've got some ideas. And I was like, "Okay, cool, cool. Let's, you know, like help me out. Help me do this. Like, because I, you know, as you've come to know me long enough to know that I'm like a functional disaster, like I'm pure creativity and like I have no other skills in life. (laughs) And so, you know, like I need somebody to help me like, you know, like pay taxes and stuff like that. So Blaze came on, and obviously he's a designer too. So he was able to, you know, help further the the cause and, and the the scope of D Line. But you know, we were just selling shirts, slinging shirts on the on the walkway up to Mile High, and you know, we sold one or the the mile. The is Dope got really big, sold a bunch of like we we'd go outside of a Bronco game, we'd we'd walk away with like a thousand plus dollars in our pocket, like, and then we started you know dropping another one, another one, Four Horsemen. Peyton Manning the man two ends like and like every time we did we'd go out there and we just you know sell our shirts scream at people (laughs) and it just kind of grew from there like that was that was the the the, the origination of D-line
0: so how do you end up getting it shirt on Dan Patrick let's talk about
1: that so we got a shirt on Dan Patrick because we had a social media guy that was helping us out he helped he actually set up all of our social media accounts and he was running them for us he just he was another guy that I worked with like just kind of wanted to be involved and he and his wife were like big on Twitter they were always like talking to people and she specifically like had a relationship with uh, what is that guy's name one of the guy one of the uh, one of the danettes and i can't remember his name right now unfortunately but anyway so she just like hit him up dm'd him like hey can we send you some shirts he's like cool yeah send them so we sent in just sent a bunch of shirts and they put one up on their wall and they wore one on the shirt on the show one day we had a jfe john L A, that uh, that they actually wore on the show and it was cool like it's funny too we were like out of stock we didn't even really know what we were doing like i go back and i look now at the web traffic like when that went up and it just like spiked and we had no we had nothing to
0: sell <laughs> we you didn't going. even like like make them available didn't even think to, about it to, like, to didn't even, sell didn't even just...
1: consider yeah i was just like oh that's cool look look like we could just see like oh there it is like whenever you walk into a sports bar or whatever it's just like on tv <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like and then you know Nothing really changed in our world. We so, have- so
0: the first thing, the first, you know, kind of entrance into the market on a mainstream level, if you will, was starting to do shirts with the stiffs. Yes, exactly. That's when you got on my radar. Yes. So Blaze and I, I mean, I'm not
1: like a particularly spiritual person, but there really is something to the idea of like intentionality and the law of attraction. If you wanted to go towards Oprah's The Secret. Blaze and I would talk about, like, yeah, we just need to hook up with, you know, some influencers, like people right, in the right. industry. But, like, we didn't really know how to go about it. But we would just talk about it all the time. And then suddenly Adam, Adam Mares, reached out to us because he saw we were doing shirts. And they had a relationship with uh, Breaking Tea. But, he, you know,
0: he was like... They suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, Breaking Tea sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's But easy. he was
1: just looking for... I mean, he was looking for them to be more responsive. Obviously, like, they're working on a national level. They have a lot of, like, blogs that they're dealing with, so he, they can't be, like, you know, want the attention that now you know Adam wants. So <laughs> so we did a shirt with them. We did a PFM shirt, Paul F. <laughs> and I actually
0: like that shirt. It's, it's cool a great shirt. shirt. Yeah, it's a it, good shirt.
1: Yeah, yeah. It You know, and it did well, sold well. And then we just kept, like, I only knew him online and talking to him and talking to him on the phone. And then I parked my car every day at the uh, Performing Arts Center in that parking garage, and they just happened to be doing the Nuggets uniform reveal there like a few years ago and i as i was going home to my car like i just saw adam and chris dempsey talking and i was like oh man let's let's adam and chris dempsey so i just like went up and like inserted myself in the conversation naturally like, you got chris dempsey's <laughs> autograph right <laughs> no i just started talking to them both. i'm about, obviously <laughs> joking <laughs> no but I, I like didn't even you know i didn't even like uh, fanboy boy out i just like went up and just like started talking as though we knew each other because i t- had spoken to adam but so we just started talking about uniforms and like what I thought, like what what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, like what I was expecting to see, blah blah blah. And so Adam you're getting was like,
0: "Interviewed by Chris Dempsey now,
1: <laughs> yeah, basically." Well, no, more so, than Adam, Adam Mars. But Adam was like, "Hey man, do you want to be on my on the podcast tonight?" And I was like, "Yeah, yep, let's do it." So jumped on the podcast. It went well, po- hopefully better than this one. And then uh, you know, like, the rest
0: <laughs> is history. <laughs> so you're making stuff for the stiffs. And, you know, for us, I think that we got to a point where we had we had just got out of the trough of sorrow (laughs) and we were starting to get some traction. And I said, man, we need to generate another revenue source. What is this going to be? And we had this this kind of embedded community. We actually hadn't even started doing watch parties yet. And I said, we need merch. And we started looking around and. I put a couple feelers out there, and so there's a couple things you can do. You can, like, go to, like, Fiverr mm-hmm. or something like that, yep. and, like, buy knock- a knockoff design. Yep. You can have a local guy that can do, he says he can do design. Yep. Everybody says they can do design. Do it, and there's a handful of those. We can go to a shirt place that was already doing shirts. We found one of, there was one of those. They weren't really in the game anymore. Fifty two eighty. Yeah, fifty two eighty shirt shop, yep. and then you know, again, not in the game anymore. And I didn't really understand it. You know, I to me, I was thinking, I think, don't you, you just threw catchy stuff on shirts and sell them, right? You know. Yeah. And then there was you guys, and I reached out to you guys, and you were really responsive. We went out and had lunch, yep. and. You really had a purpose. This was like a really purpose driven thing for you. Yeah. You know, th- there was gonna be a plan behind this and what do you want? And there was a soul to it and there was like this is what these mean and this is the kind of shirts we use. And what shirts were you thinking of using yeah. and this is why we use this and so there was all this intentionality around it. Yep. And I just immediately was like I walked up I'm like, Well, this is these are the guys who are gonna do this, and, you know. <laughs> and and you just Never talk to any of those other people again. (laughs) And so, yeah, I mean, just to kind of go back to what you were saying, you know, about things just happening and you said you can call it the secret or whatever what i always say is like it's not our job to know how it happens there's just a thing that happens i don't know how it works i don't care to know i used to try to know but i don't care anymore doesn't now i just know there is a thing and there is some sort of a there is some sort of this vibrational connectivity thing that happens when people are all trying to do the same thing those people always find each other yep and and we see it happening all over now because we're just like magnets to people that now have, I mean, in the last 24 hours, right, we've got a, we're talking to a a potential podcast situation on an established feed, just today, a a large YouTube channel with a massive feed, like, and so, you know, we've got to figure all this stuff out, but at the end of the day, these things are just kind of flying at us from different directions. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and it's funny, I mean, like, I, you know, I I knew who you were, you know, I just kind of knew who all the sports people in town were. And but I like would like it's it's not in me to reach out, like so I yeah. I always just kind of wait for things to come to me.
0: Right, right, like it's, right. It's
1: for me to like I always just feel like it, my energy is best served creating things and then like.
0: Just yeah yeah you're like bounces. in the ship and it's a sailboat and like the wind of life is kind of pushing it around yeah and you're like doing all the stuff you can in that ship yeah. but you're not like controlling the sails not at all like i'm just all i'm doing i mean it's this, the thing people tell you all the time and man. then i like see you on the ship and i'm like dude you're really good i not you come over to my speedboat here <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like i'll fly us all around the world you know but, if, but yeah. i need you to keep doing this yeah you yeah, know? You're, yeah. You're like,
1: get off your raft and like, all right <laughs> I hadn't even noticed I was on a raft, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, like, so you right? So we met with you, and then also dealing with Adam, and so you know, like all of a sudden, like we were just doing a bunch of shirts, like all over the place, and like you know, I design all of them. Blaze is like he oh he serves the function that Lindsay serves. She'll, he'll send them all out. Like he'll help get the site ready. He'll I mean he'll obviously like he's my my confidant. So like. He'll obviously, like, we'll come up with ideas together. We'll bounce them off. Like, I'll send him 800 designs. Like, I mean, you know what it gets like when I get yeah, like, yeah, in, yeah. into it. I yeah. start rapid-firing designs off. Like, But so, I mean, it was like suddenly my world changed, like, quite a bit. Like, my side thing suddenly became, like, more in the forefront. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. So, cool. so, So let's talk about this. So the very first thing I say, okay, like, so we need a shirt for all of the beats plus a shirt that we want to launch with. Plus this plus that we need to, and so and, and you're like okay when do you want to do this I'm like how about like two weeks and yeah. you're like you're like sir you want to drop like seven shirts in I know now some, you know some,
1: like, now you know what that means I was like something crazy uh, but I you know I was still in the like gotta prove it stage so I was like all right F it, let's go let's go
0: <laughs> and I I trusted you so much from the go I remember one of our first conversations. I was like, yo, so like what, what are, we? and you were like, I don't know. So what do you want to do on the order? Do you want to, I'm like, I don't know. What do you think I should do? Just right. tell me what to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was then, like, who, like who are you, what's, who's, what's, your audience? Like who are we talking to?
0: Well, and in, in this was on like the quantities and right. what to order and, and that stuff. But anyway, we ended up getting through all that. We figure all this out and we launched the Phil Lindsay shirt. It was, that was Ryan's kind of idea. He said, Hey, I've had this idea. It's a face and whatever. And then, you went and did it and Ryan said, Oh my god, that's exactly what I was thinking. And had BS and then the eye black, and we thought, wow, this thing could be big. And we dropped it and it was a home run. And I don't I don't know about you, but I thought, oh, this is how shirt drops go. <laughs> you just drop them, you sell thousands no, I, of them. I, well, well, this it, is was great. Fun,
1: it was funny, like we we dropped the entire shop on a Saturday, which now you know like how crazy that is. Like yeah, yeah, we yeah. dropped it on a Saturday morning. And we had a shirt for each beat and, a, and then a specific shirt for each beat, also. Like we had the BSN Denver version of each beat, but then we also had like the hockey shirt, which was Guts All Over the Place. Oh, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, had we the Kyle did. Yeah, yeah, shirt we did. We did. The, we did. We, did. we dropped like
0: eight shirts or nine we shirts. Sure yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: sure did. We sure did. Guts made, All Over the Maybe yeah, easier yeah. for you to forget than me. But. It was, um, I mean, we sold, like, $2,000, like, the first day. And I was like, hey, man, pretty good. And you were like, I don't know, I was expecting you to do a little bit more. I'm like, (laughs) you son of a... (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was like, you don't even know. You don't know what this game's like. Like, you know, I mean, when you hit hit on a shirt, like, it just goes and goes and goes. But there's just absolutely no guarantee, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that first one, and let's just talk people through the story of this, because this has never really been said. So... We get a call. Uh, I get a call from Phil's agency, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yo, <laughs> uh you get a lot of those calls." And they're like, "Can Yo. you not use our guy's face on this? Can you guys stop selling this?" And I'm like, "I don't know how honest do we want to be here." So, so I, I said, "Well, he doesn't have eyes," right. and Phil, in real life, has eyes.
1: Right. He also. <laughs> I- you're like, I haven't checked lately. He also has a nose and a mouth. And yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, recall. hmm.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a nose either, but in real life he is not so I'm pretty sure this is anyway, make a long story short, we end up talking back and forth and eventually say, Hey, let's do this, let's work together. We're open to working with you. Totally. And Phil didn't Phil at that time didn't have a lot of deals around him. We end up executing a deal. It's been an incredible partnership now we do a lot of stuff with Phil and I have a great relationship with his agent but that was crazy because now we're selling like we we've sold like a couple I mean we've sold like thousands of that shirt and then they were we were seeing them all over the stadium yeah. we were seeing them all over television he yeah. was wear, he wore it on Thursday night football on yep. national tv as he was warming up yep. on NFL network yep. so that shirt was insane and we are now, like, in the game because we're dealing with a pro athletes agent and, like, we have a deal with an athlete that's, like, a brand ambassador. He's, like, tweeting about us and yeah. stuff. So that was, you know, there hasn't been a lot of surreal moments, I don't think, for me because I, for whatever reason, I just never, I, I never enjoy any of this to that level. Like, yeah. like I, I, I enjoy all of it day to day. I, I love the, the the journey, but for some reason it never feels like uh, like i visualize reaching this big thing yeah. it's going to be incredible and then once we get yeah, there yeah, yeah. i'm what's like what's next what's next yeah 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 so this was one that was really though like dude like this is this is crazy
1: well i mean i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like if you're talking about everything else that exists in this sports world like you've seen it before like you've seen it either happen to you or people around you or yeah. you've been around it but the, to be to have something that was, you know, in the apparel world, like, I mean, it's just completely different achievement, right? That you'd never really had before, or seen before people around you. I got to think that had something to do with it, right? Like, it, it just yeah,
0: probably. Like, I mean, just uh, like an athlete representing us and uh, seeing our stuff everywhere. And, yeah. and then, you know, we started the other beats were doing really well, too. On on merch, and and then we just started pumping out shirts, like, nonstop. Yep. And then the watch parties came. Yep. And that was, like, to me, the first... At this point, you know, what's crazy about this is, like, within three months, like, me and you now are working together, like, all the time. Yep. And... We might as well be living together.
1: Yeah, it's a, we have me, you, and Ryan texts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: like, just, like, showing stuff, bickering yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah. and forth. Right, like, right, just, right. Like, got real comfortable Having, and, like, super quick.
0: heated moments. Oh, and, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah.
1: I mean, it was funny, because, I mean, you and Ryan have a long-standing relationship. And, like, <laughs> so I, you know, me just getting dropped into it, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm, like, dealing with, like, brothers, like... <laughs> Like there'd be some argument. You guys are just like going back and forth, and I'm like, I'm like, let me know when you're done, guys. Like,
0: I'm like, this one isn't going to work apparently because I liked it, so Ryan's (laughs) not going to want this. And Ryan's like, WTF? (laughs) SMH. What does that even mean? And you're just like, okay, guys, let me know when you actually (laughs) want to design a shirt.
1: Yeah, let me know when. Let me know when this is over. It's funny. Like the number one cause of like contention always with Adam and me with you and Ryan and me is always just the color of the shirt like it all, <laughs> I'll, I'll do the whole design and then I when we get to the point of like actually putting it on a shirt I'm like oh god you know go. what's crazy <laughs> now is
0: that like that first year was all about that Ryan wanted to put everything on a black shirt yeah now all I wear is black shirts 100%, yeah <laughs> um, so anyway okay so let's talk let's let's get to watch parties because We started talking about, once we started selling shirts, becoming a lifestyle company, and we were still somewhat far from that. But the intentionality was there. The visualization was there. We knew kind of what this could potentially look like. And we started doing a couple watch parties. We go there, we set up. They do okay. You know, you're going to them. And then they start kind of growing. And within like two months of just doing a handful of these, We get to the playoffs, and all of a sudden, we're just in these, like, packed, like... Oh, yeah. Those BST ones, they were, like, uh, stadium environments, right? they were amazing. And, And we're selling thousands of dollars of shirts every single night. Yeah. Packing bars, selling memberships. It was, like, this was the beginning of 2019, and... I remember like that couple week stretch with Nuggets and Avs playoffs, Uh, you know, me and Lindsey, like we didn't sleep like it was every single night. We were setting up and setting up the table and breaking down the boxes and pulling out the stuff. And and that was when kind of I knew like, oh, like that was the first time that I I think I've always known. But that's when I knew like, yeah, this is going to be different. Yeah. Like, like we're going to be something different. Like no one's done this before in the, in, in the way that we're doing this. Yeah, you specific, know,
1: I mean, specifically in Denver, specifically absolutely. Denver. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, I mean, I just, so everybody understands, like I'm, I'm a brand guy first and foremost. Like I, um, through just working in design and visual communication long enough, I have just the, the ability to, um, understand the way that visuals communicate to people non-verbally has just become such second nature to me and so you know in the middle of all of this like I remember like pretty vividly on opening day I don't know if you remember but I mean I just kind of been talking to you like because yours was a brand I was aware of but I was like I like wanted to change it. Like I wanted to like make it cooler. I like want, like yeah. I, I knew that there was something there, but like, it like it wasn't quite where it needed to be in my, in my view. And so,
0: yeah, yeah. For, well, and we even talked about it at the beginning, like, like we were sports network. Yes, it was networky.
1: Yes. You had a net. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, that's definitely the idea, right. It, with branding in general is making sure that you are setting the table for the conversation that you want to have with people so that they approach you And understand what it is you're trying to tell them without you having to explain yourself and so just like you said I mean you had the logo and the brand of a sports network I mean it it was sort of like ESPN it just kind of looked like you know where you would go to get sport which is appropriate for you at the time but this evolution that you're talking about like it came came by it honestly and organically and me just being around you guys all the time and sort of you know having my vision of the sports I guess just company and and even talking to to the
0: fans talking to the people you were always talking to the people asking the people I I
1: I just love talking to people like I just love like joking around like if you ever see me at a tailgate or at this bar like you can if you you, want to be have your ear talked off like come over to me and I will absolutely do it like I just love joking around with people and like hearing other people's points of views and like what they are interpreting from the things we're watching together but Get To get back to opening day, like, I just remember, like, we were just sitting there watching
0: this um, table full of merch. Oh, Rocky's opening day? Rocky's opening oh, day. Oh, my God. That was insane. Insane at the Ice House. At the Ice House. It was, I mean, we had our table right there by the front door. Yeah. It was packed. packed. And, I mean, Lindsay couldn't even keep up. Yeah. We were selling. There was, like, lines. Yeah. It was crazy. But I just remember just, like,
1: sitting there and talking to you, like, kind of, like, getting to, like, just telling you, like, you know, like starting that conversation about like the brand and like where we could start to take it. And like, I don't know if you remember, but but you were like, you're like, I don't, I I don't trust anybody to do the branding with me. I don't, I don't trust anybody to do the ads with me. And I was like, all right. Okay. I get you. I feel you like, but maybe like just starting to kind of put that bug in your ear a little bit. Like, you know, like I can sort of help you out with this a little bit. Like we can sort of work together. We can sort of get there. Like, Because, I mean, that was my goal was that, you know, I like doing T-shirts, but I'm a brand guy. Well, I I specifically
0: remember, too, that conversation because we were wasted, but I still (laughs) remember it. But that's when you actually started bringing up Adam was that day. Yeah. And we were a couple months away from, well, Rocky's opening day. So we're months away from from the next start of the Nugget season, of course. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about the evolution of the brand in a... In a way that was, uh, you know, here's the, the thing about brand is that you don't really understand a brand until you actually have brand power because you could be running a successful company that's growing fast. I mean, BSN Denver grew at a hundred percent or more sure. in revenue year over year and was getting angel money and, and it, you know, uh, we were able to do a lot of great things. But even then our brand was like like 1043 the fan is a brand and the Denver Post is a brand yep. but they're a brand they're, they they have a brand that represents like authority like they' they're, they're, right, they're right, like right. they're like where you turn to get the official news they're like a news source it's but but like when I think of brand now, my definition is a lot different like to me, like like, those are those are like front-facing stand-up solace, and and, and and that's I don't say soulless is like in a negative way. I just mean as as like product-based, serving you, pumping out like not interactive. Like this brand to me is like uh, this. Owned by the community and worn and represented, and people get tattoos of it, and people wear the stuff, and you know athletes wear it, and like people wear the masks of it, and like you know what I mean? It's like it's 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 incorporated into people's lives. Yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, there's a, a intentionality there, and that's how I see brands now. So for the rest of my life, that's how I'll see. A brand and, and understand a brand. and, and Yeah, I, I mean, I, you could think about it sort of like, I mean, th- that is the, that is this brand. That's this brand. I wouldn't have saw, I, I didn't see that before. Right. You know, but as we started to become that, then I started to see that. Right. And you started to say, well, what about this? And, and, and then, you know, once we started, but hey, this goes right back to everything happening for a reason. And this kind of energy and all this stuff. We're eventually talking about changing the name and what happens BSN sports, the <laughs> biggest, which happens to be the biggest Nike wholesaler in the world. It's like a billion dollar corporation in Texas eventually sends us a cease and desist and says, Hey, the ride is, it's been cool watching you guys grow, but it's time to change your name now. Yeah. And you know, what's even crazier about that is that you got that letter on the day
1: that blaze and i came to meet you at your office to talk about rebranding
0: yeah yeah i yeah, don't know yeah. if you remember that. it was like yeah yeah i pulled it out
1: yeah right we because we were like just kind of you know we weren't even necessarily we weren't talking about changing the name necessarily but we kind of were talking about i mean because i the what i was telling you at the uh, at opening day was that you know the difference if you wanted to be a lifestyle brand the difference between being a lifestyle brand and just like a sports news brand is that if you were able to put your own logo on a t-shirt and have people wear it, like then you have become a lifestyle brand. We were, when it was BSN, we put other sports things on shirts and then associated BSN with it, if that makes sense. So I was like, that's how you know you've like made it to the place where your brand is has value in and of itself is if you can just put your logo on a shirt and people want it and they'll want to wear it right so i you know we were kind of talking about it and then you hit, hit it with that, us with that letter we were like all right man game on let's go
0: yeah like some people would wear bsn stuff but not you know but not in the same way we, we would buy like a 24 order or something <laughs> like now the DNVR gear is our top selling gear beyond yeah. anything yeah like we we just have to continuously yeah, yeah. keep that stuff in i stock. mean
1: obviously we it's because we made an association with denver it's of course, uh, I mean, obviously of course. we took denver and, and and made it the the key component of of the brand but also i just when i was coming up with the look like i had first and foremost in my mind it, an apparel logo not a news logo.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: So, and that that's sort of, you know, that's being able to, to, to mix those two ideas allowed the company to sort of spread its wings even more so and be, you know, allow more opinion, uh, allow more things that were like not necessarily just reporting what happened in the sports world, but also just cre- now creating content that is just, you know, about the community and creating a community. Not that it wasn't there before, but it just... You know, like, as a you know, as a brand guy, like my my favorite place to be is not the initial brand creation; it's always the rebrand, where right. like people are in the exact place where you are, where they've been operating a business, you know, somewhat successfully to a certain point, but now they've sort of gotten to the place where they understand their business a lot better, and it's almost always different than when they started. I mean, that's the
0: pivot part of every uh, right you know entrepreneurial. So endeavor. the one thing that I thought was really interesting was just the difference in how the employees identified themselves after the rebrand. Yep. It's not just uh, uh, this rebrand, meaning this looks cooler. So people bought it now. It's so much more than that. It's like the uniform who you it's right. It's, It's your uniform. It's an identity. And when, when you're a BSN Denver person, then that means you're Coming off the heels of traditional media, and we talked about changing the game and stuff often, but still a lot of the same kind of behaviors from our reporters with a lot of the old rules and stuff like that. And then when we rebrand to DNVR and the slogans, we are Denver, and we simplify and kind of modernize the Denver flag and incorporate it into this media company. And people are wearing that now. And we saw fans approach us as the thought leaders for Denver as a city and as a sports town and as people who actually cared now. We're different. N- n- you see people automatically start to behave different immediately inside of our own company absolutely and and so now we're starting we're, it's it's we didn't even have to like tread the line between fan and no there was like none of that. We just were like yep. we're like Denver people that cover Denver sports so duh we're gonna care and it was like dumb to not care yeah and it was like it didn't even have to we didn't have to discuss whether that was acceptable or not. It just became who we are absolutely.
1: And, you know, so a lot of um, the thought going into the design, I was talking about this earlier is, um, you know, we talked a lot about the idea that approaching this like a fan in a lot of ways, as opposed to a media conglomerate, like somebody that's just telling you what things are down from the ivory tower. And there's an inaccessibility to the sports reporter, but we're coming at it from like, guys, we're, we're you, we just happen to have access and we have good opinions and we think about this all the time. So the brand started from, okay, like, let's look at, let's strip everything down, black and white. It looks like street art. It looks like things that you see at the level of all of the different fans. It's not glossy. It's not like corporate. It's um, the idea being, you know, that, yeah, like we are starting from the ground up. And so the aesthetic is is that it is uh, it's very stripped down and allows anything to grow from it. But I mean, that was super intentional on my part is that I wanted to give that idea that this is there's a there's a grittiness to it. And it's um, but just more than anything, it's accessible and you're part of it just because you want to be, you know.
0: So let's talk about the bar because we have these opportunities. And uh, again, another one that we have. Mark Berzins is a longtime BSN Denver, BSN Avalanche, specifically subscriber and BSN Avalanche podcast listener. We actually started doing our first watch parties at his bars, right? So he kind of really opened us up into that foray. He made the intro to Breck, like really big guy, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, in the grand scheme of this whole thing and becomes a friend of mine and we're having lunch one day and he says, you know what if i give you guys a bar <laughs> and uh which sounds insane it is insane um and so i it, uh, you know i'm at first not to blown away by it just because yeah. if i said like eric what if I give you a rocket ship? (laughs) Like I'm like, okay, like, where am I going to park it? Yeah. Your, your immediate thing is like, (laughs) uh, hold on a second. I've I've never once for a second thought of having a rocket ship. So once we start talking though, and I start thinking to come up with some ideas, once the ideas start coming to me, then I know, okay, I got to talk to Brian and Eric and Adam. And I get on with you guys and you guys just start firing away. And all of a sudden we're just talking over each other. And that's when I, okay, like this is going to be a big deal. So we get here and we, we end up getting the deal done and we open the DNVR bar and I, you're essentially tasked with branding the entire bar, all of the windows around it. It's pretty big. Coming up with the paint, uh, painting this thing. We yeah. got to do an insta wall. We got to do all of this stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know if
1: you remember, like when you were first telling us. I think we were on a Zoom call, and like, and like I was my, like, "Yeah, Eric,
0: you can do the menus." And, my, and
1: like, my face was just like, I'm, I'm like, I just lost all the color in my face because I just like, oh my god, like, what am I? <laughs> you know, this is just like off the heels of like doing shirt after shirt after shirt. and I was like oh, my God, how much work is this going to be? Like, this sounds awesome, but holy cow, this is going to be crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, exciting at the same time, but, you know, exactly. Like, I was like, oh, man, wow, what does that mean? Like, what, what are we – I, I, I've never designed a bar before, <laughs> so – but, I mean, you know, here we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, uh, you, from what I remember – you can tell me what you remember from that time. What I remember is that for, like, six weeks – I just had a massive list of stuff that needed done that I just like those menu, drink menu, uh, folder, InstaWall, window, you know, like whatever, and then... I just created this list and we shared it. And then I would just check in like every other day, like, yo, where's the, yeah. yeah. And, and you would just be like, yeah, I know, I know. And, <laughs> and, and we eventually like got through it all. Yeah. But I, I remember that part of it being very, you know, very uh, uh, like list driven, busy work kind of oh, thing, yeah. you know?
1: Oh yeah. And most certainly, well, I mean, there's a lot of little tasks to get done and, and uh, when you're dealing with things that aren't digital, they're, Exists in the physical world. You need to get measurements right. You need to, like, figure out, like, how it's going to work. Like, what, you know, what's, what is it printed on? Like, I mean, there's a lot more considerations. And so it's like, it just takes longer, you know? It just takes a long time. So, I mean, I was, you know, I was working all, just solidly on all this stuff, but... It just took a long time, <laughs> but it's funny because we say that, but, you know, in the time that we decided we were going to do it, and the time we opened was like, what, like a month or something?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what's funny about that is the way that that worked is that, you know, you would say, okay, what else do we got on the list? And I would say, well, we got it. We still have to do Windows because this has to be done by this company and mm-hmm. they need this much advance yep. and this is the only whatever. And so we were, so I like had all these deadlines yeah. and times and these connections and people, this guy was going to do this. Yeah, and so yeah. I knew all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and so we were working on that, but what was, what would happen is that like, let's say it was windows. Well then you would get, get windows done, but then you'd throw that to Adam and, and Eric and Ryan And say, like, okay, guys, this is what we're getting ready to do on the windows. What do you think? And then they would, like, (laughs) go back and forth and, like, think, say what we should do in the window area. And Ryan didn't think we should have both windows. And Adam thought it was actually a good way of this. And so... (laughs) It gets kind of convoluted a little bit sometimes, but uh, with with great intentions, of course. Sure, of course. <laughs> so we get all of that done, and then obviously, you know, we get hit with COVID. And, you know, what's crazy about this COVID thing is that I felt like your job may have gotten even more, maybe not immediately, but after a while, once we really dug, our, like, this made us really dig our heels into being a lifestyle company in the sense that like we were a lifestyle company before, because we were opening a bar and selling shirts, but really that was it. Now we're like, okay, let's get a video game deal. Let's launch DNVR gaming. Let's jump into, you know, let's start watching stuff shows. So we're watching love shows with our community. <laughs> love is blind. We're, we d- do a deal with a uh, WGT uh, world golf tour uh, video game app. We, we, are doing all this stuff. And now for you, it's just, gra- you're just creating graphics oh, and we're, brands oh, just we're, non-stop. Yeah, we're just I
1: mean, we're just cranking stuff out. Like, you know, I mean, we, we lost our, our lifeblood, so we had to just create new lifeblood. Yeah. But it was really the whole time just about keeping the community engaged and keeping everybody connected and still talking and doing things that even beyond just for the community, just like keeping ourselves sane and like giving ourselves purpose and like, you know, just keeping, putting one foot in front of the other when, you know, the world had just decided to kick, kick their feet back and stop moving entirely. I mean, it just wasn't an option for us. So, you know, in a lot of ways, it just helped to really solidify this vision. I mean, it, not that it wasn't already, but it's sort of like, okay, we're bigger than the teams that we cover you know, we're bigger. Like if the Broncos have a bad season, that doesn't mean the DNVR doesn't work anymore.
0: Right. Right.
1: Like if, if, if the world shuts down and sports don't exist, it doesn't mean that we're not talking to everybody. And like, we're not like having a daily communication with all of our people still. I mean, it really is about the idea of this larger community, that community being Denver. I mean, that we are Denver tagline, it, you know, it's not, uh, obviously it's, it's really bold and um, it's just really blunt, but it's, it's real. Like, We are like the people that work here, like grew up in this area, like have very strong feelings about it, really want to see the community and not only community, but the the culture of this place, not only remember who it was, but also help take it into the next direction. I mean, we, you know, the idea that there's tons of people coming, the culture is changing. Brendan Vogt always talks about this place being malleable, which it is to a certain point, but like, I want to be part of that conversation as to where it goes like i want to be on the forefront of what this new denver um, culture is because i know where it came from i know what it's actually grounded in what it's rooted in it's not just like and it's not just a an escape from some east coast hellhole or an overpopulated coastal city where you come in and you just look at this as a blank canvas and you start to bring your culture in which is cool but not it's not cool if it just replaces outright what was here already. So, you know, I, from a larger standpoint, like, I really think, and I've, I, I really feel that strongly in my in my heart, like, that is something that I want to accomplish, is that I want to be part of that, the new version of Denver, whatever that is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember when we first talked, you talked about creating a culture around Denver sports that wasn't here. Yes. And we've been able to do a lot of that, and the mission's not completed yet, but... Some people might immediately think, oh, well, yeah, we do. Um, I know people who are fans, but that's not really a culture around Denver sports. There's cities, like you had mentioned, Cleveland and Boston. And, yeah. um, you know, my Boston tweet, I was met with a little bit of pushback yesterday. <laughs> but, but it was funny, right? So anyway, uh, uh, the idea was that, like, we actually don't have necessarily – One culture around Denver sports, there's like some big time Broncos fans and there's a little bit of like these these Avs fans and there's Nuggets. There's actually actually like no Nuggets and Avs crossover. And then Rockies is this different thing. And some of these don't even really have communities around them. So that's been interesting watching that come together and really our vision. and, And it was maybe at times, as you've noted, even arrogant. Because everything was going so well for us, so well that this was going to be the center of that universe, this bar, absolutely, and we were gonna, you know, <laughs> we were beyond writing off into the sunset. We were creating the new sunset, yeah. you know, <laughs> and naming it after ourselves. <laughs> right. I want to backtrack a little bit and talk about one of the more one of the most significant things that you brought to DNVR, and that was Adam. So. What people don't really know behind the scenes here is that you know, because I had tried to get at him for a couple of years, yep. and the thing is, is, is there's all of these communities on on online, and there's a couple people that these communities are as Jada Pinkett w- Smith would say, all entangled with. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and for Nuggets, Adam Mares was that guy. And that's it was it really, really dumb like weird, but hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, w- w- we were putting out, I mean, if I have to be honest, the work that Harrison Wind and Christian Clark did uh-huh. on the Denver Nuggets in 2019 was, wait, 2018? no yeah oh 2018 2019 season yeah 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 was incredible yeah the stuff that harrison the the, some of the features and the interviews that harrison did and there was one that was a on the road he got an exclusive with jamal murray where he opened about it was a relationship with mike malone and stuff and in any other vertical would have just been like lauded as is the most incredible one of the greatest pieces of the of the year for denver sports and like basketball just works in a really weird way it's like culture driven and things need to be cool first and then if they are then we'll determine if they're good or not Yep. it's but but if it's not then it doesn't matter if it's there's like all of these things and even if it is really good if you're not in the hierarchy then you can't be then it can't even be accepted and there's right, just yeah. kind of these unwritten rules and stuff make a long story short I really felt like if we could get Adam over, then that would, you know, give us a different level. It would give us a different angle on Nuggets, not only on just the pontification of of the team, but the way that we look and the cool factor goes up, because that's like important, like the cultural factor sure. goes up, a community comes over. And, you know, I remember even telling Harrison, like, this is essentially what you need even to get eyes on this incredible reporting that you do, because there was like no way for us to even with target marketing, like by the audience. Right. And so anyway, I kind of knew this and I'm probably being a little too transparent here, but, but I kind of knew this and, and I think you probably knew this and you were started kind of, and, and, well, and then on top of all of this, you couldn't do nugget shirts for us, right. which was a huge pain point because we were you were doing all of the other teams, five other teams in the market. If you want to talk about a pain like who who was experienced that pain oh, point. <laughs> oh I oh I'm sure well and and, and and you know, Adam is with you saying, Hey no no, you don't do shirts with them and and we're saying, come on and whatever. And that's just the the rules of the game, right? That's sure. just the competitiveness, whatever, like like whatever. But then you start talking to Adam And you start talking to me, Mm -hmm. and I start thinking, what happened was, if we're just being honest, is that uh, Adam's going to love this episode, (laughs) (laughs) is uh, you started kind of showing me what Adam's trying to do. And what Adam's looking for and yeah. what his vision was and stuff, which when I was approaching him in years prior, I didn't have an understanding of. So I was pitching the wrong thing. And let me just say one more thing before I just throw past the ball to you, because uh, I think this is important. Like Not only that, but like our brand wasn't ready at that time to be this. And what was funny about this is that as we grew and, and became more of who we are, Adam was growing that same exact thing at that pace really nobody else in the market was adam was the one guy who got what i got and what you got and you were stuck in between those two guys and so when when like he was doing merch then we were doing merch then we started doing really big watch parties then he started doing really big watch parties and like now we're both selling merch and doing watch parties and it was like what are we doing this guy has to come over here
1: yeah no i mean And you kind of made that happen. You you started being a... I mean, I 100% made that happen. You were were a double agent. I wasn't a double agent. I was just... I I saw what should take place. Like, I saw what was needing to take place. Like, I saw Adam creating an amazing community and, like, really making a brand that he was given and giving it life and, like, really making it greater than it was when it was given to him in the Denver Stiffs. Like... Denver Stiffs was very cool with Adam at the helm and not that it wasn't before but like Adam like really he gets it right Mm -hmm. and so he was really like advancing it and I was like deeply involved in that yeah we were doing watch we were doing Stiffs Night Out I mean Mm -hmm. which is something they've been doing for years right right so we and then and and then I'm talking to you and I'm just like oh my god like (laughs) Like I'm being tugged in multiple directions. Like I'm, I'm having to like, you know, talk to you about one thing and him about another. And I can't really like cross pollinate the two. And I just started to have the conversation like slowly, like, Hey man, like, you know, Adam, like you should own what you're creating. You should be like, right now, all you're doing is enriching Vox Media who like doesn't care about you ultimately like you're just another employee and frankly like if you're talking about in their litany of brands like the Denver basketball brand is pretty far down the list of what it is that they actually care about and so you're giving them more and more viewers and more and more audience with no real benefit to you and I just we just had like long long talks you know like on his on his back porch and at illegal Pete's, and you know, I and I, in talking to you one night, like you mentioned to me finally that you were interested in in bringing Adam over, and that was the first time I heard that. And I was like, yes, like this makes com- like this makes complete sense. But I had to, like, I had to have a lot of like, just convos where I, with both of you, <laughs> where I was just sort of like having to lay the foundation, like slowly, like get the two of you on the same level, like sort of understanding. And like my pitch to Adam uh, in a lot of ways was like, Hey man, the way that you talk about the nuggets is the way that RK talks about the Broncos. Like there's a, there's a, a, a natural kismet there that I don't know that you're necessarily aware of because, you know, he's all basketball for the most part. So like getting him sort of understanding that. And then for a while I thought there was just a, still just like no way it would happen. Like I just, I was like, there's, there's no way this is going to happen. Like I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to have to just like, I don't know if I'm going to have to just have to pick a side or what, like, I don't know what's going on. So, but like slowly, then it got to the idea that we were going to rebrand, you know, he was already sort of like working at, with the idea, but the idea of rebranding and sort of like taking everything that you had and like sort of giving it a new face and sort of oh, yeah. fresh was, became more appealing to him.
0: Well, I remember in the talks. I mean, that was all kind of happening at the same time. Like we got that yes, letter. Yes, it was all it was all right around the same time. Yeah, we got that letter from BSN Sports right before me and Adam started talking. You had kind of talked to him and and then and you were talking to me and we got that letter and we started, you know, we had that that list together with all of the different names. Yeah. I think we had decided on DNVR at one of those watch parties. Me you and RK, yep, and then. Um, but I, and I texted it to Adam. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, what do you
1: think? Because he wasn't like fully involved, but I was
0: like, he was like kind of getting involved, and I was, you know. I yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember, like this, because the first meeting we had with me and RK went and had dinner with Adam, and it was great. I mean, it was a kind of a breakthrough time. We spent a couple hours together that night. And and then the next meeting that we had, we started mentioning rebrand and stuff. And so, yeah, yeah, everything really kind of came together all together kind totally. of simultaneously. Yeah, but that I mean, that
1: was like, I, I mean, I feel like I was, I feel like I earned my stripes that. <laughs> that yeah. Because t- I mean, I, I, I don't know if, if it wasn't something that I believed in, I couldn't see the vision of, of how this came together. like. I just would have told one of you to just f off, like I, you know, I just like wasn't yeah, right yeah there. But yeah. I just, I just saw this larger vision of like what this could be, like I, because I had such a good relationship with you guys and I had such a good relationship with Adam. It's
0: like why? W- w- what's the issue here? Like we can absolutely make something work. Yeah. What's interesting too is, you know, I think that what I started to see too, and and it's different, you know, at different levels of the company. My job changes and always will, depending on how, you know, where and how the company grows. But it got to a point where, you know, I said, just based on what he had done, because Adam had grown a lot, too. Like, he started off as this guy who just knows basketball a lot. Yeah. And he was looked at as like, dude, this guy knows more basketball than anybody. Like, he knows it like a scout does. And then it became like... Well, this guy does this and he does these cool, you know, breakdowns of this. And then it became like this is like the podcast guy. Yeah. Then he was like the community guy. Then, yep. you know, and so at at that point, I was like, well, why don't you just come and help us run this? Like come and be a partner of this and help us run this totally. thing. Totally. And uh, you know, uh, there was a point where I said like there it, there's clearly no need for me to determine what content is created around this place, you know. Yeah. Not only did we have these people that were head Built these big audiences and, and knew exactly what they were doing, but essentially, once you have Ryan and Adam in yeah. the fold, um, you just have no business telling them the way the content should look. Totally, <laughs> totally, know? yeah. So, so yeah. So, so that was, and I think that that was the big thing was like, hey, come create this with us, you know. And then obviously, you know, he brings Vote with him, and which is a big, big thing, and uh, you know, big another big culture play, and that's a big part of this because you can't really have this if you don't have the nuggets. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um, And so, so, so so now, you know, now, now we do, now we kind of have everything, (laughs) you know? Now we are Denver. (laughs) Now we are Denver. So amazing. Um, yeah. So were you, was there a part of you that sat back with your hands crossed once everything was done and they had fully came over and you started seeing some of the stuff that you said? Uh, to me, one of the big things, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll, I'll let you answer. When we did the launch, the brand launch video, Adam was so involved. Oh, yeah. He was like pulling all-nighters and making sure that was perfect and stuff, and, and you did a lot of the slides, on, all the slides on that, and then you oh, yeah. had the—you you had a favor called in from an expert video producer to do that stuff, and then match up, and then uh, Mara's like still wasn't good enough for him. He went and made it perfect and stuff, and that's when I knew like, okay, like this is gonna be a this is a good this oh, is yeah. this is gonna be a rocket ship. At that point did you kinda say like I, I, I I've done it. Like I've I I I put these guys together and, um, and this is this is gonna be it.
1: No. Uh I'm 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 kinda like a perpetual motion guy. I'm kinda like you where I, I don't have a of, like a lot of reflection on things that I've done. Yeah. Like I uh, th- people will come up to me they're, they're, I mean I've, there's a lot of things that I've done that I've not really either, like thought about again, and people will come up to me and ask me about it. I'm like, oh you, sh- you, you must be so proud." And I'm like, not really I mean not really if I'm being honest, like no, I mean I, I just like, what's next? What am I doing next? Like I just you know my brain is such that like if it if it just sits long enough, it just atrophies and starts to eat itself. So mm-hmm. I just have to have it always sort of like- fu- firing and functioning and working on something. So I mean, I, there was a moment when Adam was like, "Finally, like, I'm gonna do it." That I was like, "Oh my god, yes, yes." And he, I mean, he was he, he was working with me the whole time when we were coming up with the look and everything. And I was, you know, sending stuff to him and Blaze and, and you and whatever. Like, but I mean, that that process too, even the rebrand was like a week, two week. I mean, we just knocked it out, like, because, if like, everything I do for this company, anyway, like, is just so. Like it's just everything that I've thought about for my entire life already, and so I don't like everything that 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 is asked of me. I'm like I already have an idea of what this should look like. I, I've already thought about like the aesthetic of sports and the the aesthetic of this world and like how you make things that are cool and they're they also like access and and reference the the rich history of sports and they also you know they don't they don't cheapen it and they they honor what it's about but they also progress it like it's just it's just so natural for me like i've just i just know what that looks like so it was just really quick for me to be able to do all of the things that we've done here but um yeah when adam finally came over i mean i i was convinced he wasn't going to and then he he was like all right I'm I'm doing it and I was like, "Oh my god, yes. Yes." Cuz I I I mean I I really like was in the balance. Like I don't know what. I mean I couldn't, you know, I couldn't have another year like it was the, the year I'd had leading up. Yeah, out. yeah, just, yeah. Just, that, like, that
0: really stressed you out. That really impacted you. Yeah, I've never actually seen me. anything impact you more than I was terrible, dude. I me mean
1: like Adam <laughs> stretching you. Yeah, like I mean it was terrible because like I just, you know, I just want to make stuff <laughs>
0: yeah I just want to make stuff well you know what was also happening was that me and you had built a really great relationship as friends and you and Adam had built a really great relationship with so you were being torn by like two two of your really good friends too yes 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 (laughs) a lot of like you're invited but your friend can't come yeah 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 right so like getting over that I was like oh my god yeah you were like eighth grade this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah yeah super awesome so yeah, so there was, like, a, a like a minute and a half of, like, satisfaction. But then it's just, like, go, go, go. Like, what's next? What are we doing? So what's next at DNVR? What's next at DNVR? I mean, I think it's – what's next at DNVR is just, like, getting the rest of Denver involved. It's just, like, really just, like, growing, getting people to know who we are, breaking out of the uh, the circles that we're in and, like, have already won yeah, these yeah. circles. It's how, like,
0: how do you like the audience – like, the we're going into the golf audience – we are launching another podcast in a couple of weeks. We you, that you're working on. You met with our new host today. It's going to be a completely different audience. Yes. You know, we're talking about a, potentially a comedy audience. So, uh, h- how are you feeling about that from a brand level? I mean, if you want to talk lifestyle,
1: life is more than than sports. Yeah. So, I mean, I love it. Like, I love that we have created something under which. Anything that we want to create can live in a natural way. It doesn't feel like it's being shoehorned in. It's just like, what is cool? Like, what is it to be a um, a person that lives in Denver that wants to be entertained? Like, we can provide that to anybody. Uh, it's you know, regardless of what it is. Like, the, we we have the ability to to. to add that to the, to the repertoire. So yeah, I mean, for me, it's, you know, like making golf a big deal, making, you know, whatever it is like growing the audiences that we have and like really taking them to the next level. I mean, we go to sporting events. AJ talked about this on on his pod with you that, you know, you start to see shirts at the arenas and at Mm. the events and you're like, wow, like we're really making inroads, but you know, you see like 10 shirts, 15 shirts, but in a crowd of 18,000, like, I want to see 18,000 people know who we are. Right. I want to see all, like, everybody at Mile High know who DNVR is. Right. And that's what it is. It's just, like, grow. Like, we've got it going, and now it's, like, taking it to that next level and, like, really getting to the point where we are the source. Let's go to the final round. You ready? Yeah, F it. Let's go. Most important book to you ever. Most important book to me ever is Where the Wild Things Are. I'm really? Yeah, that, man, that art style. Like, it, I have I have those mm. monsters all over my house. I have them uh, in magnets. I have the action figures. I'm a visual guy. Like, I don't read. I'm not a reader at all. When I look at text, because I've designed for so long, I just see a block. A block that needs to be moved around. Like, I don't read the text unless I'm really intentional I have to force myself to do it. So, like, reading is not something that's enjoyable for me. So, but that, that art style, like just, it just changed my life. It changed the whole direction of my life. Most underrated athlete of all time. Oh, let's see. I probably should have, knowing these questions, I probably should have thought about them. <laughs> the most underrated athlete of all time, probably Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf. Okay. it's a good one. Chris Jackson. He was like my guy when I first got into the nuggets. Like that was my dude. I really yeah, liked that amazing. guy. And obviously, you know. He had some uh, political views that really tamped down his uh, his mass appeal here in Denver. But that, that guy was incredible.
0: Yeah, he would have been uh, paraded. Uh, yeah. In in, in I mean, they bring culture. him up all the
1: time as like the precursor to Steph Curry. Right. Like he just had that. Kind but of I just mean ability. politically. Like oh, like oh, he, he was sure. just like
0: in the wrong era. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like, like sitting down during the national anthem meant that, like, you didn't deserve to even, like, drive a bus. He wasn't sitting down. He was like just like, 19, he just 95. wasn't, he, he
1: didn't have his hand over his heart. Remember, he was, like, just, he was, like, praying during the national anthem. I thought
0: anthem. he wouldn't stand up. I uh, thought that it, might be something too yeah. much to it. I, but, I, I, I. but it just was like, it, it, it was like, uh, no one, like, uh, in the 90s, people didn't really question things. I mean, we started to kind of... Like there was an awareness and we started like, you know, but it was like the beginning of, of like starting to question things is what I'll say. Right. Right. It was yeah, like, I
1: guess you could say that it's probably the birth of this era. I mean, people yeah. question things, you know, I mean, there's been like civil unrest at various sure, points sure, in sure, time. But sure. Yeah. I mean, I would say like the conscious athlete and I mean, obviously it's that, Muhammad Ali that goes all the way back. But as far as like Denver athlete, Denver culture, like, yeah, it's, it's Mahmoud. The space or the business that you're most excited about in the near future? I mean, I really like what we are doing with the streaming video. I just think Mm. that there's so much to be done there. It's like the ability, just adding visuals to the already compelling audio tracks that we provide and being able to to get off jokes and um, just seeing those numbers go up and up every time. And, you know, it just feels like uh, there's such an opportunity to... And not only that, like, a lot of the audience that we're talking to is just online all the time anyway. They don't even necessarily have cable, and if they do have cable, they probably can't even watch the games they want to watch. So they're on the internet watching things anyway, like, we're just there. It just seems like there's just so much potential for just, uh, you know, expanding that audience like we're talking about, even beyond who it is uh, that we already have in our
0: fold through that awesome man thanks for jumping on of course it was good it was a, it was a good one <laughs> we'll have to have you on again well, we'll see we've got a lot of sports now so there are a lot of sports things have changed <laughs> yeah thanks brother um, yeah not